Welcome to Face the Climb podcast with your host, me, Jen Camille. I'm a strength coach for climbers and outdoor athletes and founder and owner of the online training business, Face the Climb. This podcast is an extension of that business, and we dive into topics all about strength training, lifting, the benefits of lifting for your climbing and your outdoor athlete pursuits. But we also dive into why lifting is so beneficial and why you should be adding strength training into your life because it's not just a phase, it is a lifestyle and the benefits go far beyond just improving your performance. If you're looking to find more information, you can check out the blog on facetheclimb.com backslash blog. And you can also give me a follow on Instagram at face the climb. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Face the Climb podcast. Thanks for coming back. Hopefully you've listened to the previous episodes. If not, welcome to your first episode of Face the Climb podcast. And I believe we are now at episode seven, which is super exciting. I've absolutely been loved podcasting. I really hope that you are all learning something from the podcast to help start improving your climbing. And I'm super excited to talk about today's topic, and it will actually probably be shorter than the previous episodes. It's kind of a quick little one, but I think it's extremely helpful, especially if you're starting to climb outside too. And it kind of has to go with, I guess you could say it goes along with projecting. It's like a little introduction to projecting, but it's also kind of get your mind thinking about how you're climbing a climb differently, how you approach the climb differently. But before we start going into that, of course, we have to talk about crag snacks and a certain person, which I'm super excited, hopefully one day get them on the podcast. Their favorite crag snack is canned peaches. Gotta say, would have never, ever thought about that as a crag snack, but it does sound delicious. Maybe maybe even going one step further and doing jar peaches. I don't know if there's a difference between canned peaches and jar peaches, but I'm picturing jar peaches because then you can open it up, have a peach, close it, close it back up. Where canned peaches, I don't think you could probably close those. Canned peaches, yeah, you probably can't close those, but that sounds like great. You know, it has the sugar, they're cheap. And they're kind of like, you can store them forever. So if you're running low on crag snacks and you're like, oh man, what am I going to bring today? There it is. It's on your shelf. You're good to go. So I do like that one. I'm definitely going to have to try that out. This person did not mention coffee. So I'll just mention today I had an iced maple coffee. The actual coffee is maple coffee. It's by um, Coffee Over Cardio. I believe that's the brand. And then with, of course, it is fall time pumpkin spice oat foam, which I made myself. I just use, I have pumpkin spice extract. Of course I do. Put it in my <laughs> oat cold foam. It put it in my oat milk and then I blend it up. And if you're interested at all, you should definitely go check out on my website or down in the show notes. You actually get a discount code for listening on the podcast. If you go down in the show notes, it is coffee podcast, which is going to be the discount code, I believe, just double check in the show notes, but it will get you 15% off of my coffee ebook, which you can find on the website. It has all of my coffee concoctions, goes into some of my favorite coffees, and then also some of my favorite oat brands as well, and some special dessert coffees as too. So definitely go check that out if you're interested in coffee as, at all. I don't know why I couldn't get that out at all. It's down in the show notes again and use that coupon code, discount code, coffee podcast to get 15% off of yours. So 
Let's dive into today's episode. This episode actually came to my mind because my friend started talking to our old, one of our older climbing partners, and they aren't old. It's just one of our older climbing partners. Like we've been climbing now for maybe four years together, but they had moved away for their college professor, uh, their uh, philosophy professor. So they moved away to a different college down in Pennsylvania and they moved back up. Right before COVID, unfortunately, so we weren't really able to see that see him only one time, but moved back up over into the Rhode Island working at Brown. And he is probably the first, I guess you could say the first intelligent climber I had ever climbed with. And it's not to say everyone that I've climbed with is not smart. No, I like people are smart. The people I've climbed with are smart. But how he approached climbing and how he approached the climbs that he got on, it was the first time I had seen it done with a process and a plan, and it just was so intelligent. And what he had said to me, I remember it was, we were getting on Apocalypse Later, which is at Rumney, an amazing 11D. I have not sent it. I actually haven't tried it in a while. I should definitely get back on it. But he was like, I'm going to just go bolt to bolt. And then the second time I go, I'll send. And I was mind blown. This was, I believe, the end of my first year climbing outside. And I had never seen someone do that. Now, this is a projecting tactic, okay? You end up seeing this a lot more at higher end levels, but it doesn't mean that it can't be done on a 5.8. Like, if you're projecting 5.8s, 5.9s, 5.10s, You can totally use this as well. And I think we really forget about it. And I actually had the conversation with my other friend. We were outside climbing. We were on a 12. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go bolt to bolt. And then the second time, I'll go through and try for the send. You know, the first time is me remembering the beta because I had hopped on it once before. And then the second time, I'll give it a send go. And it totally worked. It was great. And then he did the same thing. And he had the realization like, oh man, when I get on a climb, it doesn't mean that I have to send it. I think we forget so much that every time that you get on a climb, it does not mean that you're gonna, that you have to send it. And especially when you are a beginner and intermediate climber, it isn't talked about as much because I spent that whole first year of my climbing being like, every time I get on a climb, I'm going for the send or I am giving it my absolute all. And I was absolutely getting wrecked (laughs) and I was not sending every time. Um, But it's really, it is a projecting tactic, but it's almost like this projecting tactic is like kept for the people climbing like 512s, 513s and above and even for bouldering as well, those higher grades. But it's like, no, this is something that can be used at every single level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, whatever you are climbing at, it can be used. It just, I don't think, is talked about as much. And with it as well, oh man, it saves so much energy. (laughs) You will probably end up sending your climbs sooner using this tactic of going bolt to bolt, working out the moves, or maybe you're top roping it, you know, doing a couple moves at a time, figuring it out, and then moving forward and doing more moves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do this at any level that you want. Like, do this wherever you are at and do it. And I will say, you know, so I did mention 
my friend mentioned like I'm just going to go bolt to bolt and then send it. I did the bolt to bolt and then gave it a send go. Realize those are going to be at levels that are like one level above probably your on-site grade. And I don't think I explained if you aren't sure what on-siting is. On-siting is when you go up to a climb, you have no information about it, no beta, and then you send it, climb it from top down, not top down, down, down from, from the bottom up without falling. And then flashing a climb is when you send it first go, but you have the information about the climb. Doing it, getting all of like going bolt to bolt, getting all the information, trying out the beta, figuring out the moves for yourself that first time, taking on the rope, taking at each bolt, and then giving it a send go that second time, that's going to be probably like one grade above your on-site level, one or two grades above your on-site level. And I would say like you should try it out because maybe you've been working one or two grades above your on-site level and it takes you a couple tries, but it's because you're giving it a send go every time and you're just absolutely getting I don't want to say wrecked, but you are expending a lot of energy giving a sengo because giving a sengo is it's tiring. It takes a lot. You are giving it all. You are super focused in and you are trying hard. But when you're going bolt to bolt, you know, taking on the top rope or even with the boulder, depending if you can boulder like stack boulder pads and get into different parts of the boulder problem, you aren't going to be using as much energy mentally and physically. So this way you're figuring out the climb for you and now you have more energy after you give a rest to give it a send go. But like I said, this can be done at any level. I just don't think it's talked about for be like at that like V0 to V6 or like 5.7 to 5.11 grade. Like I would say once you start getting into those like higher end 511 grades, that's when you start seeing this more and that's when it's talked about more. But like, it can be used at any grade. It can be done at 5.8. You can go bolt to bolt on a 5.8. Fuck, I've gone bolt to bolt on a 5.9 and done this because I hate slab. (laughs) Um, So seriously, you should definitely try it out. And the other thing that I want to talk about want to talk about is if this is specifically for lead climbing, you can top rope a climb first and then lead climb up. That is for sport climbing and trad climbing, especially fucking trad climbing. <laughs> I so I started off my outdoor climbing career lead climbing. And I know that is definitely more rare now compared to a lot of people. And it's also, it's not like I was lead climbing a bunch in the climbing gym. I learned in the climbing gym and then I was outdoors lead climbing. (laughs) And I was outdoors lead climbing. My friends were like, oh, you're climbing 510 at the gym. You are going to be lead climbing 510. I truthfully still have not done a lot of top roping it's not what I was introduced to and for a while there because I did this whole lead climbing thing without top roping I almost saw top roping as being like bad (laughs) I don't know why I don't know where that came from that is so fucking stupid there's nothing wrong with top roping it is so stupid but it's because that's kind of the like 
I started with lead climbing, so I didn't understand top roping. Kind of like when you're top roping and then you get into lead climbing and you're just kind of like, I don't understand. This is kind of scary. I actually get scared fucking top roping because I'm not used to it. Just like how people get scared lead climbing outside, which I still get scared lead climbing outside, I will say. It's because it's new and you're not used to it. I, it was like two weeks ago and we were top roping. It was a Mindbender Direct at Cat Hole in Connecticut. And I remember coming down and being like, I was scared. <laughs> and it's because I was on top rope. I'm so not used to top rope. I was like, where am I going to swing if I fall? What's going on? Why is the rope above me? <laughs> like, I was freaking out because I was on top rope. Like, who does that? Apparently me. I do that. But it's because I don't top rope much. So it's kind of the vice versa for me. But it is totally okay to top rope a climb first. That is fine. That is normal. Figure out the beta on top rope, especially for trad climbs. Oh man, that's how I sent forearm frenzy is we top roped it three times one day. And then the following week we top roped it once and then we gave it sun goes. Maybe we didn't even top rope it once on the Sengo day. I'm not really sure. I don't think we did. Maybe we did. I don't remember. But anyways, we had top roped it three times the previous week, and we figured out where to place the gear, and then also the crux moves with placing the gear. Oh, man. If I didn't do that, I would have been shitting bricks. Fuck my life. (laughs) I would have been so scared, and I honestly wouldn't have sent it, and I am totally okay with that. I will tell the world that I that I TR'd that climb a couple times and then I gave it a send go because fuck. Otherwise, it just wouldn't have happened. And do that with lead climbing as well. There is nothing wrong with that. And it also will probably maybe help with if you're scared to get on a climb and lead a climb. Top rope it first. See if you like it or not. See if it sparks joy. And if it does, great. Then you can figure out the beta on top rope, work it out, figure out the clipping stances, and then you can give it some lead lead attempts by going bolt to bolt, figuring out on lead, mental game, and then give it a send go. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that is also, I would definitely say, an intelligent climbing right there. And with all of this as well, it's figuring out you and it's doing what is best for you in that scenario. Because also, maybe your thing is you want to try out on-siting. Because people do do on-siting to kind of measure progress. And that's totally cool. Then do on-siting. Or maybe you you like giving every climb a flash attempt. That's great. Give every climb a flash attempt. But maybe your sole goal is to just send it So you just go bolt to bolt or you just top rope it. You can figure out all the beta for yourself and then you give it a send go or you do that a couple times, take a rest and then you give it a send go. It's really important to figure out the best process for you. And truthfully, I would say try giving yourself a chance to try out all of those ways. You know, you don't have to always just go bolt to bolt and then give a send go. No, depending on what level you're climbing at and what grade of the climb you're on, maybe you give it an on-site. That's awesome. But also with it is make sure that if you were, I don't, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this is because I know I did this. So I guess I'll explain what time I did that and then you'll understand better. 
Okay, y'all, we are going to take a little mini break to let you all know, as podcast listeners, you can get 15% off any of the training programs on my website. There are full support options and no support options, depending on your needs, and you can find it down in the show notes, find the link for that, and then you fill out an application, and then I get it and I get back to you in about 72 hours, as long as I'm not on a climbing trip. But go down in the show notes. You can find that discount code. It is FTC Podcast. Again, that is FTC Podcast. So if you are interested at all in getting a training plan, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram, Face the Climb, or send me an email at jen at facetheclimb.com. Or if you're ready to take the plunge and start improving your climbing and make the investment, then go down in those show notes and fill out the application and make sure to use that discount code. And going back to the beginning of the episode, you can also get a discount code for the coffee ebook that is Coffee Podcast for that discount code, and you get 15% off. And as podcast listeners, you will all be the first to find out. I will be releasing a course at the beginning of next year and more details to come on that. But as podcast listeners, you are the first to hear it. So now we'll get back to the rest of the episode. So I was at Farley once and it was like a 510B and I had been starting to send 511s. So I walked up to this 510 and I say 510B, but it's Farley. Who knows? It could have been CA. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's all weird about. But I walked up to it and I was like, oh. I got this. I'm going to onsite it. I did not. And it ruined the rest of my fucking climbing day. So my lesson in that is, yes, if you want to try and onsite something, that's great. But also realize and be humbled if you don't. Because guess what? The Rock does not give a flying fucking shit if you want to onsite it or not. So just keep that in mind. Like if you go and your goal is to onsite something or your goal is to give it a send go, do not get attached to it and do not let your mood or your self-worth get attached to that. Because like I said, The Rock does not give a flying fuck if you send it or not. The Rock has no clue what's like it doesn't it's a thing it's like a thing it does not care and it will put you in your place especially if you start attaching your ego to your climbing so always be humbled and this is also why the biggest learning thing for me when my friend had mentioned oh i'm just gonna go bolt to bolt and then give it a sun go he actually doesn't really believe in on sighting. And he, when he was climbing at his peak, high-end 513s, getting into 514s, I believe, he just didn't believe in on sighting. And truthfully, it changed how I viewed climbing. And I also don't really give a shit about on sighting. And I know many people will disagree with that, but it kind of goes back to me saying, like, figure out you, figure out what process of sending is best for you and also be able to ebb and flow in and out of that depending on your climbing that day what you're climbing on like like for me oh man any like if it's a five nine slab i'm ready to get my ass whooped you bet there is gonna be no on sighting <laughs> there's gonna be no flashing hell there probably won't even be like bolt to, there will definitely be bolt there will definitely be bolt to bolting for me but just realize your strengths and weaknesses and meet yourself where you're at 
and be okay with that and recognize that not every single go needs to be a send go, that you don't always need to walk up to a climb and you have to send it that time. That is so huge. And once you recognize that and realize that, it will feel like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh my God, I just feel better. And energy wise, you will feel so much better because you're not giving full out max efforts every single freaking time. Oh man, I have done that. It is exhausting. It is so exhausting. And you're going to save your body as well. I cannot stress that enough, and I wanted to share this all with you. Maybe a lot of you have already heard this before, but I wanted to share it with you because like, when I first heard this, it was so eye-opening to me. It was the first time I had ever heard that, and I was very, very fortunate to hear that and be climbing with someone that was climbing at that level because I mentioned like I tried Apocalypse later. Was I a 5'11 climber? Fuck no. I was probably like solid 5'9", lower 5'10 climber at that point, but I had never, ever heard that before. And it changed how I climbed, and it also helped me progress my climbing so much. It was no longer, I need to send this every time I tied in. No. I became what I would say a more intelligent climber in assessing the situation, assessing the climb that I was going to get on and figure out what would be best for me and what process would be best for me in that scenario. Because it may be different than who you are climbing with, your climbing partners, and that is fine. You have to figure out what will be best for you in that scenario. So I really hope that you learned something from this episode and that now you go out there and you look at your climb and you figure out before getting on it, like, am I going to on-site this? Am I going to try and flash it? Or am I going to go bolt to bolt, figure out the beta, kind of figure out if I like it, and then like... Maybe I'll do that a couple times, try linking some stuff, and then give it a send go. Or maybe I'll go bolt to bolt and then give it a send go the second try. And I keep saying bolt to bolt, but this can be done on top rope. Like link up some moves, take, link up some moves, take. You do you. And also, cannot stress enough, there is nothing wrong with top roping a climb first and then leading it, especially on fucking trad. <laughs> like, nothing at all wrong with that. So hopefully now when you go out there, you can start kind of implementing these two things, especially if you've never even like thought this way before. And hopefully it helps improve your climbing and gets you sending those climbs. But thanks for listening to another episode of Face the Climb podcast. And again, don't forget if you have crack snacks and coffee and then questions that you want answered on the podcast, which there are some questions that will be coming up in the future episodes that were asked by people. I just haven't gotten around to adding them in. I think the next episode will touch base on one. But you can go and fill out the Face the Climb podcast survey, which is on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. And in good old fashion, we are out in a very awkward way because I still haven't figured out how to end a podcast like a normal person. So bye. Thanks for listening to another Face the Climb podcast episode. It has been a pleasure having you here. And if you're looking for more ways to dive into lifting and strength training, 
definitely go check out the free lifting guide, which you can find down in the show notes and or on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. This is the guide to set yourself up for success in the weight room and doing it with confidence. We dive into how to build up strength. We dive into auto regulation, sets and reps, progressive overload to help you build that strength through educational videos. But then we also dive into how a bunch of how to do exercise videos like deadlifts, rows, bench press for barbells and dumbbells. This is guide is jam packed with information and an amazing resource if you're looking to get into lifting. And of course, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at face the climb. I would love to see you there and have conversations. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all.